Welcome to season two of I Vet So Hard, the not so serious podcast for seriously busy veterinary teams. Hold on to your sanity, happiness, and success. Learn a few new tricks and embrace efficient processes that actually work in veterinary practice. In each episode, we'll kick the tires on a hot topic and break it down into five key takeaways that you can start using right away. I'm Dr. Stacy Santi. I'm Dr. Caitlin DeWild. I'm Dr. Krista Wallace. And this is I Vet So Hard. Today's episode, you guys, is on how to improve client retention or basically client listening. And I've got my co-host here with me today, Dr. Krista Wallace. So Krista, have you ever had a situation where you're like pretty damn sure the client wasn't listening to one thing you said? Yeah, I'd say that happens to me every day. Ever since I got the Weave phone system, though, and I can reiterate, you know what, let me just check our phone call. Um, we do record everything and I can make sure that a staff member said that because that's actually not our policy and we need to fix that if we did tell you that. And almost 100% of the time they'll say, oh, no, no, it's okay. It's fine. You know, uh, but my favorite was yesterday when a client told me that I said it was okay for her to use both Frontline and Brevecto together at the same time. And never in my 23-year career history would I ever tell a client to mix flea and tick products like that. It's just something that is not in my nature to do ever. So... <laughs> People just don't listen. And I found this stat I'm going to share with you guys. I think it's very interesting and eye-opening. Okay. So within one hour, a person will forget 50% of what they were just told. And within 24 hours, they will have forgotten 70%. And within a week, they will have forgotten 90% of what they were told. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. So, you know, how do we know that somebody isn't really listening? I mean, some examples, one might be like, they claim you never told them something when you know you did. You like, how many times have, have you been a hundred percent sure you told them and they just swear you never said it? I mean, divorces yeah. and lawsuits are built on this principle, <laughs> Which for me, this is why virtual care or digital communication is key. We try to send to clients both written and video excerpts from what we want or what we're recommending post, you know, exams, just because they don't listen to what you need them to do. So we try to send it in a variety of forms that they can have access to. Yeah, and then, but then you got to like hope they read it or hope they watch it. So it's all about getting their attention. And I think too, another way I know people aren't listening is like your one client, they just screw it up. She put both products on the pet. And then my personal favorite is when I will have gone through everything. And then basically the person throws a get out of jail free card on the table and asks me to repeat it all to their significant other. And like, ah, <laughs> that's a real favorite of mine. So how do you know, like when they're in person, so it's pretty easy to tell when they're not paying attention. Either they're yelling at their kids in the exam room or telling them to shut up or shoving 
you know, an iPad in front of them, or maybe they're texting on their phone, they're not even looking at you. What do you do in those, those moments? Like, how do you get through to them? Yeah, I mean, let's go through some things. I think, too, before we do that, though, is it's really hard to tell. Okay, so it's hard to tell if someone's really listening when you're in person, but it's extra, extra hard to tell if they're listening when you're texting them or you're digitally communicating, maybe through email or even sometimes on the phone, because you can mute your phone and scream at your dogs and the other person would never know. And you think that they're listening to you. So these are super challenging situations. And I would say when you're not in person, it's extra hard. Wouldn't you agree with that? I totally agree with that. 100%. Hey guys, it's Stacy from the I Vet So Hard podcast. Did you know that I Vet So Hard is race approved? All you need to do is watch three episodes and take a quiz on ivetsohard.com and we will send you your CE certificate. It's that easy. So I just want to point out another bit of neuroscience. If you guys ever get a chance to listen to this podcast, it's called How to Be Awesome at Your Job. There's an episode which features a guy, actually there's two episodes on this podcast that feature this guy, Oscar Trimboli. It's T-R-I-M-B-O-L-I. And he has so much information about listening and speaking in a way people can hear better, but also improving your own listening skills. And one thing I learned from him is this little tidbit here I'm going to share with you guys. When you speak, you are speaking at basically about 125 to 150 words per minute. Now, for reference, a cattle auctioneer will speak at about 200 words a minute. But you're listening and your word processing in your brain is working at about 400 words per minute. So that means you have this false sense of comfort that you can be multitasking because you're only using one quarter of your brain to listen to what this person is saying. And people get bored listening. So they quickly get distracted and they get sucked into this other world and they start thinking about other things and they stop listening altogether. So it's really interesting how it happens. And part of our solutions that we're going to share with you are about keeping the person engaged with you and understanding that they are naturally built to drift away from you and stop listening to you. And we're going to try to set you up for success so we can keep bringing them back into the conversation so they can stay with you and get the information. I mean, I've totally seen this. Have you seen this in yourself, Krista? Someone's talking and while they're talking, you're thinking about what you're going to be saying. You're not even told, you're kind of listening, but you're pretty much not. I think that's the key. We have this internal dialogue that never stops in our head. So right when they start talking to you, your automatic response inside your mind is to go to, well, what am I going to respond with? Or how am I going to answer that question? And then you really are off track from there. Yeah, totally. Okay, so we've got a blog, you guys, which you can access on the IVET So Hard website, but we've got five out of about 10 things that we're going to share with you on how you can improve client listening and client retention. 
So let's start walking through them. The first one, and I think this is the biggest one, is you've got to lower the stress level of the client. Like I remember this one time it was lunch and this girl comes into the clinic and she is holding this little uh, Italian greyhound and it was stoned out of its head, right? We didn't know it at the time, but you know, it was all collapsed and drooling and all urine dribbling out. And this girl is high as a kite herself. And she drops to her knees in the lobby and holds the dog up like Lion King and basically says, help, I need help. So, okay, right now, there's not much conversation we're gonna be having with this chick. The best we can do is try to ascertain her name and the dog's name and any sort of history. But the first thing we've got to do when it comes time to talking to this girl about, you know, treatment plan, diagnostics, uh, deposit is I've got to lower her stress level because she's hysterical, like hysterical. So I just, that's your first goal. And sometimes it's hard. It's hard to lower people's stress level, especially if they're like intoxicated or on some sort of substance and then their pet's really sick and they're, they've got no money. I call that the trifecta. But here are some tips on how you can specifically lower the stress level. Because if you don't, like you can forget even trying to talk to them. So the first one is get them to take a glass of water, like try to get them to sit down and drink something like just the act of hydrating your brain and like getting a little bit of liquid in you is calming. Yeah, I feel, and I know this isn't specifically on the list, but if you have a staff member that is very good with people and very good at reading people and can calm a person down very quickly. I have somebody on my staff that that is her purpose to be so kind and so polite. She is so compassionate that she makes everybody that comes into the hospital that's scared or nervous or stressed. We just put Jenny in the room with them. And she takes care of the situation. And they're so much better after they've talked to her. Maybe some people need a hug. Maybe they're physical and they need a hug. Um, maybe they just need some space or some time to cry. But Jenny knows exactly what they need in that moment. And that is so key if you have that staff member that can do that for you. Yeah, letting them get their emotions out because we all feel better after a good cry it is a cathartic thing to get some of that and some of that adrenaline out. Another one is show compassion for sure. Ask if you could phone someone for them. Most people say no, but go ahead and ask them. And then also it may be necessary to let them see their pet because they just can't even think of anything else until they can see that their pet is getting care. And you can set boundaries here. It can be like, we can only go back for a minute, but I want to see if you would like to go see Romeo real quick. And most people will want to do that. They just want to see that he's still alive, that he's getting all this care. And you just set the boundary for how long it's going to be. These are all strategies to lower their stress level. One thing I want to mention though, is like, there's a trap right here, and this is mostly for all our new grads listening, is people will start asking you questions that you should not answer. They're going to ask you questions like, is he going to die? 
much is this going to cost? Like you don't actually answer those questions right then. If someone's crying and they're asking you those questions, you answer a different question. You say, we're certainly going to try to do everything we can to keep him from dying, or we're going to figure out a way to make him feel better. Like don't ever give a quote right here. This is going to turn your client into Linda Blair if you try to do that. For those of you that don't understand what that comment means, there's a movie called The Exorcist and her head spins around a whole bunch of times and she loses her mind. So you don't want to answer specific questions like this until your client is de-escalated. And most people can pull their shit together in about... 10 to 15 minutes if it's real bad. Some people though, I mean, sometimes it's longer, but it doesn't matter, you have to wait. Do you ever wish you spent less time repeating the same information to clients? Videos On Demand equips your practice with hundreds of videos covering time-sucking topics like surgery aftercare, parasite prevention, and periodontal disease. Effortlessly incorporate these videos into your exam room, waiting room TVs, website, and social media using On Demand's built-in tools. Best of all, each video is customized with your practice's branding and protocols. I Bet So Hard listeners get a 30-day free trial and 50% off your first year using the link in the show notes. Let's move on to our second tip for you guys on how to improve client information retention. This one is inviting them to record the conversation. I love this idea. Stacy actually came up with this idea and it's such an easy thing to do. Everybody carries a smartphone with them. And all you have to do is press record. Everybody has an app or a feature on their phone that can record the conversation, especially if it's a married couple. This is fantastic. When the other partner can't be in the room, Record, you know what, let's just record this conversation. And when you get home, you can play this for your husband. And then if you guys have any questions afterwards, you can let me know. So I love this idea. Yeah, I was recently talking to my mom and she has to get these shots in in her eyeball, intraocular injections for some retinal issues. And I asked her, oh, what is the exact drug they're putting in there? She's like, oh, I don't know, sweetie. I'm like, the doctor said, I don't remember. I'm like, oh my God, like you're letting them put just something in your eyeball. You don't even know what it is, but people don't remember all that stuff. So definitely use the voice memo app on the iPhone. I don't really know on the Android though. I guess worst cases, you could record it on your own phone and then just forward it to them via text or via email. That's easy enough to do. Okay. The third tip, you guys, for help helping to improve client information retention is to ask the client how much time they have. What I mean by that is if you've got a really big spiel to go over, maybe it's like cast care or ear treatment. I mean, these are all things you need the client to be paying attention to. And they've got five minutes and you're thinking you got 15 minutes, you're already like out of huge loss. Yeah, I don't think there's any point in going over something if they've only got five minutes. That's when you say, you know what, let's get what needs to be done today in person. And how about we reconvene any issues or questions you might have 
with an email or if you have telemedicine or a chat feature or an app for your hospital, you can do it through there. This allows the clients not to feel guilty about not being able to, to ask or do some of the things that they wanted. Of course, they're always going to ask you to do a nail trim. They always have time to have you know, add on a nail trim and do anal glands. But outside of that, if they only have five minutes, reconvening the conversation, if they have more questions at a later date is something that is easy enough to do for both parties. Yeah. And you're the queen of video dismissal videos. And I think this is a great reason to have that arsenal built out because you could literally say, okay, you've got five minutes. I've got about 10 minutes of stuff to go over with you. I've got a video. I'm going to send it to you. I want you to watch this video before you go to bed tonight. And then you can text me or you can email me or call me, whatever your jam is, if you have any questions. And I think you're going to get a lot more compliance. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And just talking faster to power through in the five minutes is going to get you nowhere, nowhere. Please just recognize that and don't even try because if anything, you're setting yourself up for failure. You think you gave them, well, you did give them the information and you think they got it, but they did not get it. They didn't get it. And you just got to accept it and figure out a plan B. So I think, you know, that goes into the next tip, which is talking slower pausing frequently and always asking open-ended questions. How do you use this in the exam room, Stacy? Well, I think it's just forcing yourself to go a little slower. I'm naturally kind of a slow talker. I don't know what my words per minute is. I bet it's more like 100 to 110. But even then, I find that I need to stop. And for me, like I'll take a glass of water into the exam room and I'll try to stop every few sentences and just let their brain catch up. Or the other thing it does is when someone's talking to you and then they stop talking to you, you kind of stop daydreaming and you check back in the conversation because you're like, oh shit, something's happening here. I, I, I better pay attention again. So I do that. I also like to ask questions like, how does that sound to you? Or tell me how much you know about diabetes. Tell me how much you know about, you know, laceration care. Maybe they have a dog that's, this been happened to them regularly. I don't know. I just don't know what they know. So when I can engage them frequently, they're going to stay with me more in the conversation. Like I have a funny, I have a funny story for you guys. I am learning Spanish. I am really into this. I'm taking this uh, Babbel app. I signed up for this immersion in Mexico in a, in a few weeks. Um, but one of the things I'm doing is in my education journey is listening to podcasts in Spanish and I'll be tracking with the, the, uh, audio I'm listening, I'm understanding. And then they'll say a word or a phrase. And I totally don't know what it means. And I'm hung up there. I'm like trying to, Oh no, what is it? What did that mean? What did that mean? And all the meantime, they keep talking. The story is progressing and I am lost. I have to physically say, stop worrying about that word and get back in the saddle or you're going to miss the whole story. And to me, I wonder if this is what it's like to people when we're talking 
Maybe we say words they don't understand, or maybe we're talking a little fast for them and they don't have time to catch up. So while it might seem super awkward for you to pause and take breaks, you're doing it for the benefit of your client because their brain is not with you. They don't have these conversations day in, day out like you do. Yeah. And I also like to reframe their motive for coming in and ask them specifically, well, what is your goal today for your pet's care? And then that gives me a direction where I need to go with the information I want to give them. Yeah. Love it. The fifth one, you guys, this is a big one, is to prescribe information. And maybe this is kind of two, I'm sort of merging them together, prescribing information and using visual aids. So this is like, what I mean by this is using a handout or some sort of a written piece of information, maybe a video piece of information, because what we know by research is that about 30% of people are auditory learners and the rest of us are visual. So if you're just rattling off the, you know, keep the bandage dry, check the toes for swelling, blah, blah, blah. Only 30% of the people are going to be okay with that. And then you add that on top of the shitty listening (laughs) information retention we talked about earlier, you're doomed. So you want to either write it down while you say it, or if you have a handout that says it, you could, you know, check the boxes or, or just put a little star by each one as you go over it, but allowing the person to track with something visual while you're saying it is super powerful. Yeah. For me, when I'm in the exam room, my favorite thing to use is the fake ear especially when I'm first describing how we're going to be cleaning the ear out regularly and how we put the medicine in and what the anatomy is. People actually love that. And then if there are kids in the room, well, the kids can play with the ear while we're doing the rest of the stuff. The other thing I'd say the most widely clicked on video that I made for my clients that they have access to is how to give fluids to aging cats at home. So we just made a video on how you connect the fluid lines to the fluid bag, where you keep it, how high it needs to be, what size of needle you put on, where you give it, how much you give. And clients love that because they can rewatch that time and time again if they forget. Oh, so helpful. You know, guys, we have more ideas. And if you're interested in learning more secret Jedi tricks for how to get your clients to listen better and retain information, go to our website, ivetsohard.com, and you'll find a blog there that you can check out and get more information. Because here's the deal. When you communicate better and you transfer the information from your head into someone else's head, the animal wins. And that's what we're all here trying to do. Uh, The worst is the worst for me is when you do all this fancy work on the patient and then you send it home and the owner screws it all up. (laughs) So we want to counter that. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of I Bet So Hard. Don't forget to head over to IBetSoHard.com to sign up for bonus content with more tips on how to kick ass. We will see you right back here, same time, same place next week. Until then, 
Here's to keeping your sanity at your practice.